The following is a Poppy Chulo Radio original program. The views and opinions expressed in the commentaries and or interviews in the following program are solely those of the individuals and are not views of Poppy Chulo Radio, its parent, affiliate, or subsidiary companies. Welcome to Storybrooke. Welcome to Storybrooke Weekly Mirror, the unofficial Once Upon a Time internet radio show exclusively on Poppy Chulo Radio. Today is Tuesday, October 20th, 2015, and I'm your host, Poppy Chulo. During tonight's broadcast, we're going to recap, review, and dissect the latest episode of Once Upon a Time. Later on in the broadcast, get ready for a spoiler alert as we bring you the hit ABC series' casting scoops, spoilers, and ratings. Please welcome my fantastic co-host. First up, she was gone last week, but she's back now, protecting the Dark One's vault. It's Ava Stark. How are you guys doing? I missed you guys. We missed you too. Aww. Yes, (laughs) it warms my heart. Next up, you can find her making out with her one-handed boy toy in a field of middle mist. It's Katie Cat. Oh yes, that's the so challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, hey guys, I can't wait to talk about the episode with you. She may not be breaking walls, but she's certainly building up a castle with just a speck of dust. It's Pimenta. Hello, everybody. How are we doing this week? Can't wait to start. (laughs) And last but not least, she betrayed uh, her kingly husband with a kiss with the knights with the pure heart. It's Ashley Michelle. Hey, guys. How are you doing tonight? Let's jump into our recap of episode 504, which was titled The Broken Kingdom, and it aired on October 18th, 2015. Here's the official synopsis of the episode. After receiving a cryptic warning from Lancelot about Arthur's intentions, Mary Margaret reveals Arthur may be the hero's biggest threat, but when she is unable to convince David of the danger, she takes matters into her own hands. Meanwhile, Hook's unwavering love for Emma provides a glimmer of hope in her struggle against the unrelenting voice of Rumpelstiltskin. In a Camelot flashback, Guinevere senses that Arthur is losing his way, consumed by his obsession with making Excalibur whole, so she sets out with Lancelot on her own quest into the heart of darkness. In Storybrooke, Dark Emma unleashes a secret weapon in the next phase of her plan to find the brave hint, hint, soul she needs to draw Excalibur from the stone. Okay, I want to get everyone's initial reaction to the episode, and I know Ava has many reactions that she has to give right now. So, Ava, what was your initial reaction? Um, okay, uh, here's what I thought when I finished watching the episode. I was like, what am I being punished for? 
Like, what have I done? <laughs> that I've been punished for. That's all I have to say. Oh my. That was very vague, but I approve. Ash, what were your initial thoughts? I love this episode so much. I was literally screaming at my computer when I watched this episode. And any any TV series that makes me do that is an A-plus in my book. Did your computer scream back? <laughs> um, I think I wouldn't be alive right now if it did. I would have had a heart attack. <laughs> well, there's that. Katie, your initial thoughts? I I liked it, too. Um, it, like, kind of like the last one wasn't my, um, <laughs> it wasn't my favorite, but I really did enjoy it. There were some really, really great scenes in there. So, and I thought uh, some people in there kind of stood up better than um, what we've been seeing in the past few seasons. So I was kind of happy for that. So Ooh, I, I enjoyed don't even know it. What that means, but I can't wait to find out. Yeah. <laughs> Pimenta. I'll say only one word: Twilight. Ugh. No. No. No and no. No. Oh High five, Pimenta. High five. Yes. Is, is, that, some type of, is that some type Boom. of girl code? Because I have no idea what that means. I'll explain to you later when we get there, but that was the bitter taste of the aftermath of me spending many hours watching Twilight when I was younger. Oh, I've never and seen Twilight. That's a girl thing. That yeah, that's a I'm very sure. good thing. I'm a girl, and it's not my thing. Oh, oh, but, ooh, Katie! I'm even more I'm impressed by Katie. you now. I'm with Katie. I'm even more yeah. impressed by Ash. Okay, yes. so Ava, we're you've disappointed together. me. All in this together. What? <laughs> <laughs> okay, interesting. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was a fun episode. Uh, we needed an episode where we got to know a little bit about our Camelodians or whatever the frick we're going to call them. Um, <laughs> so I thought it was a, a nice episode. It was great to see Lancelot again. It was great to even get even more confirmation on uh, the horrible piece of shit that Arthur is. And uh, yeah, I, I loved that the Charmings were brave and bold uh, until something happened to them which we will be discussing in a little bit so overall i thought it was a fun episode another strong outing for the charmings uh, which uh has been needed i think especially since they were kind of weakened the past a couple of seasons it's great to see them coming back stronger and uh, smarter and um you know with uh, plans that actually kind of almost work out yeah, agreed. I yeah. miss the Charming, so on that aspect I am quite pleased to see them back in the forefront, but yeah, that would be the only thing <laughs> oh my. I enjoy. Good grief. Well, let's jump into the recap, uh, and uh, shout out to the opening title card, which featured the Broken Kingdom. And, uh, okay, so let's get into the very, 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 very long time ago past. We'll go in a bit of a chronological order tonight here on Storybook Weekly Mirror. So we start off in the early years before Camelot. We see a stable boy. He's there, um, and uh, basically... 
we learn, obviously, it's Arthur, and he's motivated to fulfill a prophecy that uh, Merlin, who's uh, trapped in a tree, even in that time, uh, basically, you know, told him that he'd be finding Excalibur and uh, that he will be king and he will be able to fix the broken kingdom and all that kind of stuff. And so uh, we end up seeing uh, Arthur up until the point where we last saw Arthur in the past where he removed Excalibur from uh, the uh, stone and obviously it's not whole and uh, Basically, Arthur tells Guinevere that Merlin only spoke in half-truths. You know, obviously, broken kingdom, broken sword, that kind of thing. And so his obsession is to find this missing piece of the sword, which uh, inevitably shuts Guinevere out of his life. And it leads her into the arms of uh, the knight Lancelot. And Arthur... it's uh, Guinevere's birthday. They're having a party. It looked like a horrible party, in my opinion. But <laughs> they seemed kind of happy about it. And flowers were thrown in the air. And uh, they waved it like they just don't care. And uh, then, bam! Arthur comes out and he's like, I know where to find it. And I will find the rest of the dagger. And everything will be fantastic. So let's pause right here. And let's discuss what we've seen thus far you know when we saw arthur and guinevere as children and then arthur's obsession with excalibur what did we think katie you're a camelodian expert what are your thoughts on once's (laughs) take on camelot i really liked it first of all um the kids the actors that they chose to play the uh, kid versions of um, Guinevere and um, Arthur look so much like them. Again, the casting department is fantastic. They do such a great job picking Except with Lily. Younger- well, you know, we can uh, just pretend <laughs> can- that one doesn't even exist. Yes. Can we say that little Guinevere was like the cutest little thing ever? She was so cute. And I think she actually has to be Portuguese because she had the accent and it was beyond adorable. Yes, yes. She did such a good job. It was so cute. Um, But I really liked getting that backstory. Um, I thought it was interesting that Camelot wasn't actually built. You know, the castle wasn't built and it wasn't there and there was no king and all of that. Um, That was kind of interesting backstory. Um, I didn't expect that at all, actually. Um, Yeah, I think it's the first kingdom we've seen without a ruling body. Yeah, exactly. Um, and yeah, yeah. So it was it was very interesting. It was interesting to find out that Merlin was still in the tree at that point. So he's been in there for a really long time. Um, but yeah, so that was pretty interesting. He hasn't been um, able to break those walls. Yeah. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> Anyways, um, also, yeah, I. I the whole thing with Arthur and his obsession with that sword and getting it whole again was just, wow, that was, I don't know. I mean, I knew he was shady, but like, holy cow, obsession much? <laughs> that was crazy. I understand why uh, Guinevere was getting frustrated and needed to find uh, romance somewhere else, I guess you could say. So, yeah, that was interesting to get that backstory. 
the timeline is something oh that gosh. I know, Katie. You know that I'm a stickler for this kind of stuff, and I know you probably had 50 billion <laughs> asks. I just thought it was really funny. They were like, many years ago in Camelot, five years ago, five years in the present, present day. But it doesn't I make any sense the five years ago. The only way it makes sense to me <clears throat> is if they're saying it's five years before the original curse took place. But they haven't even confirmed that Camelot was a part of the curse. They haven't Have confirmed they? it. I don't, no. I don't think but... it was. No. Yeah. Here's the thing. And I love that they make attempts at trying to make some sort oh of God, sense of continuity stop. and the timeline, but they could have stop, stop. made things so much easier if they would have said Camelot then, Camelot now. Because then you yeah. don't add, you don't have like a time frame. You know what I'm saying? I think by we the five years... What? We have a time frame. Adam Horowitz just tweeted something. <laughs> oh, and wow. He has... Yes, there's a picture of writer Andrew Chambliss from last oh. night's episode in which he clarifies... They once upon a time family uh, timeline. Oh, <laughs> oh my yes. god! I see this now. That's break it down, people. Okay. It's... Do you want to do it, Florenta? Right. You go for it. Oh, uh, all right. So let's see. Now, okay, we have. Uh, wow. I can see what. Okay, all right, I got it. So the timeline begins. Uh, when uh, Rumpel, Guinevere, and Lancelot meet at the vault in Camelot, which means that it's uh, we're in five years ago in Camelot, yeah. A year passes after the events of yesterday's episode, and we get to the point of uh, Snow and David's marriage in which Lancelot gets to marry them. Two years after that, Regina casts the curse... And we have 28 years of curse. And ever since the, the ending of the curse, it's been two years. So apparently the entire four seasons has, have taken place in two years' time. And we reach five, episode, episode 504, which was The Broken Kingdom. So I hope I made that, you know, I <laughs> made that a bit clearer for everybody, but... Yeah, if there are any questions, please let me know, <laughs> and I'll try to explain better. Okay, that makes sense, but, so they're totally negating the 28 years of the curse, so that means that Pretty Camelot nice. must have been in the curse if Lancelot is still young-looking, and, and everyone else is still looking the same age. Well, maybe, maybe, you know, maybe Camelot was part of Cora's bubble, you get me? It Cook, protected Cook was him. there, yeah. And Robin was there, and uh, Roland was there. And actually, people had asked uh, Adam Horowitz last year about Roland's age, because he was supposed to be four or five years old. And, uh, well, there were some conversations done, and he said that Roland was born like 30 years ago, but because of yeah, Cora's bubble, yeah. Cora's bubble kept him a uh, five-year-old, so... Cora's bubble protected people so they wouldn't be sent to Storybrooke. Exactly. But they were frozen in time. Yes. Okay. So that means maybe Camelot was in Cora's bubble, and per it se. Makes 
It makes sense because it would make sense because if she knew about Lancelot. Yeah, in the premiere we saw Emma. She yeah, she came out in the enchanted forest and just like that she was oh no, she was transported into Camelot. Yeah. It still doesn't make sense because the bubble wasn't that big enough to cover the entire Camelot. (laughs) So they have tested (laughs) they should just accept their mistake and move on because this doesn't make sense. It is a big bubble, damn it. There we go. <laughs> right, no, Katie? Yeah. It was a big bubble? <laughs> what? It was a big bubble, right? Koro's bubble? And it took... Yes. It protected all of Camelot. Yes. Yes. Apparently. Um, I don't think that Camelot was protected by... Wouldn't it make more sense that the curse was only to take people from Misthaven? Camelot isn't a part of Misthaven. Like, Arendelle isn't a part of Misthaven, but it's well, still remember, close. Well, uh, remember, Dr. Whale was not a member or, or a resident of Misthaven. He was in, he's a member of uh, Black and White Steampunk Transylvania Land. But Regina took the people that she wanted to hurt. I think True. that, like, she chose people from certain areas. I think it was written into the curse that, he, that Dr. Whale was supposed to come. Mm-hmm. I think that if we if we start paying mo- much more attention to the entire timeline and curse thing, we're going to we're going to get headaches. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we will not we will not start talking about so the episode ever. <laughs> I agree. I'm already getting a headache. Okay, so let's move on, and I'll get uh, the rest of your sort of reaction as we continue on with this uh, past storyline because it really is a pretty simple one so basically arthur was going to go out on his mission and uh, instead uh, lancelot and guinevere decide to seek the dagger for themselves so they use merlin's uh, gauntlet hey welcome back gauntlet and uh, or i should say you know welcome for the first time this is the, the first time that it falls into the timeline and uh, basically, you know, we all know what the gauntlet does, takes to your weakness, so obviously the, um, the dagger is uh, Arthur's weakness, and it leads them to, to the magical passageway that's located uh, where the Dark One's uh, vault is, and, uh, you know, they, they do Simon, basically, you know, they touch the, they touch the right symbols, and uh, it opens a door, and they go down the passageway, and, you know, there's a bit of a trap with the Dark One's spirits emerging and almost killing Lancelot, but he survives because uh, Guinevere knows how to use a torch and uh, burning <laughs> that the Dark Spirit uh, can't stand fire or something. And this leads Guinevere to realize that I guess she has feelings for Lancelot and they share a passionate kiss. But she's like, this can never happen. This will never happen again. We need to realize what we're here for. And Lancelot's okay, this will never happen again. Shucks. And uh, the two, they find a doorway, they walk through it, and they discover the dagger, but they can't grab it because there's a protection spell placed on um, this... What would you call that thing? Exactly. It was a a weird um, dagger holder. I don't know. And so... Oh, yeah. yeah. A case. (laughs) A case. I thought you were talking about what the portal was for a second, and I was like, it's a door. No, we've already (laughs) walked through the door. 
And so they get zapped before? back, and Rumpelstiltskin pops up, and uh, basically he's like, well, I can't give you the dagger, but I can give you something else. So let's do a, ch- a trade. You know, give me the gauntlet, and I'll give you the magical sands of Avalon. And it can use to be so- to solve any problem of your choosing and it can fix your broken kingdom and that kind of thing and so Lancelot's like no don't accept it don't accept it but Guinevere's like I make the deal and so they go back to Arthur right before she goes back Arthur's spying and they decide to have a tender moment uh, directly under the window where Arthur can see them because they're smart and uh, then she walks in as she's confronted by Arthur I knew I know about you and Lancelot I saw him touching you um, I guess back in the day that con- constitutes as cheating and uh, you know he, but she's like oh I, I fixed Excalibur and uh, he looks for the dagger she doesn't have it he's like you lied to me and she's like but I got sand instead and uh <laughs> And so he uses, you know, after she explains what the sand does, she, and basically she's like, you're still obsessed after all this. And so she's ready to leave him for Lancelot, even though Lancelot has already said that he's leaving the kingdom because she said goodbye to him. Uh, He uses the sands on her and turns her into a Stepford wife, an obedient wife that's going to do whatever he wants. And he uses more of the sand to create Camelot, uh, you know, so all of that is sand and uh yeah so that was pretty much it as far as like the flashback uh just to make a little note for those of you following at home if in case you do run into the dark ones vault all you have to do is uh, touch the star the eye and then the sun and then you can be let inside just why make sure you have a didn't know that because he didn't have the scroll <laughs> that's no no blood hole no, we didn't like Bail Fart, so that was good. Ah! <laughs> That's so rude. <laughs> yes, you were here for that, Ashley, but that's a nickname that we gave him. Hashtag Balefart. You can use it. <laughs> so, yeah, sorry. But sorry, not sorry. Hashtag that, too. But, um, okay, so Ashley. Okay, first off. Yes. I I'm was excited. half right. Arthur's the shady one. Guinevere was the good girl. She was. She was was just hot for the night. Kind of. Like, he forced her to be evil with him. Yeah. Like, I knew there was something going on. So, yeah. Take that. Arthur is a horrible human being. What? I said Arthur is a horrible human being. I don't know. The creators have said that he's misguided, but I've never seen a misguided person uh, put his wife under a spell. I think he lost his mind. I think he's a nutsy cuckoo. I think that he got just the pressure of everyone forcing that on him, like saying, like, he'll never be able to hold that sword. Like, no one will ever listen to you, even if you hold that sword. It just got to him. Like, that was, like, the gods had prescribed that he would be the king of Camelot. And everyone around him saying, like, dude, no. Not you. Please don't. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Yeah, he's... uh, I'm done with Arthur at the end of this episode. (laughs) Yeah, I was done at the start of the episode. I'm wounded because I liked Arthur and um, 
You can Damn, have them. Why did they have to do that yesterday? I was hurt. I mean, why? Why? No. No. <laughs> it, 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 in this show, they will. People will complain about certain things to the writers. The writers will know that some things are very disturbing to the audience. And I won't get into further detail, but they did it again. It's like, we say, please pay attention to some stuff. Don't do it again. They keep doing it. I mean, what Arthur did with Guinevere? Why? <laughs> uh, anyway, he lost his mind. I'll give him that. But it's not like, you know, if you're insane, you can get excused with everything. Arthur is definitely <laughs> excused. <laughs> For now. No, he's not, but you can excuse him. Now, here's my thing, though. I was expecting a nice love affair between Lancelot and Guinevere. Now, obviously, it, it seems like Lancelot had been develop, feel, developing feelings for Guinevere for some time. So you, I can see it on his part that there was an interest in Guinevere. Because obviously, he was the one that, you know, celebrated her birthday. But... Mm -hmm. Like, her kissing him seems so weird to me. Was yeah. it just me? It yeah. seemed very rushed. No. And, then, moment. and then he's leaving the kingdom. I guess he's leaving the kingdom because, obviously, he's interested in her, but, she, you know, she's with the king. But it, it just was kind of weird. Like, I don't know. Am I the only one that was, like, expecting them to, like, have this great romance? Because no, he didn't really even, like, Arthur didn't even really see them kiss. Like, exactly. basically, they had a tender moment where, like, it was an intimate moment. Yeah, you know, they were caressing each other's faces, and he was probably saying, oh, I'm leaving. No, please don't leave, and all that kind of thing. But they, it's not like they were making out, or like, you know, he caught them in bed, and he was breaking down her walls or something. <laughs> God damn it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I have a feeling this is going to be a recurring joke now. Oh, but I feel like... But am I the only one that was disappointed that it just... It was like a meh relationship or like a meh romance? Like, really? No, I, I have an ex... I can find an explanation for it. Not that Explain I have one, now. I can find oh, it. Oh, okay. Well then. Um... Think about it before the end of the show. No, no, no. No, I mean, like, I, I don't know that it's 100% perfect, but, like, I can see that Lancelot always had feelings for Guinevere, but Guinevere never returned it, so Lancelot thought it was okay to just love her and keep his distance, but then all of a sudden she gets so passionate about thinking that he might die, and she kisses him as if it's the last time that she'll ever, like, kind of like with Emma, that she never got to tell him that he lo she loved him. And that was her moment, like, oh my god, I almost lost him. I'm going to do this. And she did it, and she said, it's never going to happen again. Like, there, I did it. And then Lancelot realizes that she has the same feelings and says, okay, I got to walk away from this. If I stay, it's going to happen again. Like, that was respect out of for her and her marriage that he was going to leave. If that makes yeah. sense. Well, it is, yes, it kind of makes sense if you think of it that way. But still... Like Papi Chulo said, I, 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 I would need more. Even I, more, not more in this episode particularly, because there was a lot. But there was so much going on that I don't think they had the proper time to develop, you know, to make the viewers connect 
with uh, the love story between Lancelot and Guinevere because my my feeling was that Guinevere loved Arthur. She she wasn't in love with Lancelot. But she loved her husband, and like you said, yes, I could see her kiss Lancelot because she was afraid that she lost him, and maybe they were good friends, and she appreciated the fact that he, you know, through her birthday party and that everything. That was not a friendly but, kiss. Yeah, well, yes, it's. But I didn't get the feeling that there was such a big romantic uh, emotion, at least from her part. I don't know. Maybe, yeah. yeah. I can see why they didn't have a as to show of how crazy Arthur had gotten. That they, she, he saw them holding hands outside the castle and immediately thought that he banged her. Well, I mean, oh. if you think about how obsessed Arthur was with just the sword. He obviously has this over-obsessive personality. And he was so crazed by the, you know, his obsession with the sword, he probably transferred that a little to Guinevere. Um, well, yeah, you could say that, but I'm guessing that... I'm not guessing anymore. <laughs> I guess... I guess... I've... I don't know. I know that the whole Lancelot, Arthur, Guinevere love triangle thing was such a huge part of Camelot legend that most people knew what it was about and like all the feelings surrounding everybody. And so they once upon a time just tried to put their own twist on it. So you just kind of got to see their own twist and kind of fill in the blanks yourself a little bit. Yeah. Unfortunately, it's it's difficult to do when you really only have within a commercial break time span of like maybe four minutes to show a backstory before they have to flip to present day. And uh, it, it's very difficult to really show a love triangle in that amount of time and to be honest this is probably the only episode where we're gonna see a uh, camelot flashback besides you know maybe no. a, a merlin centric one i would guess yes. we're not gonna get another guinevere arthur lancelot flashback so i mean this is all the time that they had to really dedicate to it so okay let's move into current Camelot not present day but current Camelot in the Camelot timeline of when our Storybrooke Avengers are in town so basically Arthur shows David broken Excalibur he's like I need to find the other half it's the Dark One's dagger and this that the other Emma she's being seduced by the dagger she's hearing voices in her head and besides rumple and they're beckoning calling her but it, regina has put a protection spell on um, the uh, dagger and it repels her and rumple continues the manifestation as i say rumple continues to torment emma's mind to the point of emma nearly hurting hook oh no and the effects are taking a toll on emma prompting an intervention from hook henry mary margaret david and regina but uh before they can come up with a solution mary margaret asks david for a moment alone to t 
to talk to her husband, and as expected, it was to tell him about King Arthur, which was a fantastic moment, because Regina was, like, sitting there, like, basically, like, chomping on popcorn while she's watching the Charmings fight, and it was fantastic, and then she just poofs away. And so, basically, she tells him that Lancelot is alive, and uh, she left him a message saying that uh, Arthur is not to be trusted, and... Uh, yeah, and uh, David's like, oh, I mean, no, um, Mary Margaret's like, oh, you're just enamored because you're here with royalty, and now you can be a hero, and all this is out of the other, and uh, yeah, so they get into a bit of a little bit of an argument, and so later on, David basically tells everything to his new BFF, Arthur, that... Uh, Emma's the dark one, they have the dagger, Lancelot's back, and oh no, what are we gonna do? And uh, so David hands over the dagger to uh, Arthur, but it's not there. Oh no! Turns out Mary Margaret has brought it to Lancelot to hide, who then takes her to the place that he and Guinevere had discovered many, many years ago, apparently five years ago, and um, there, you know, he did play Simon again, he does the uh, star, the eye, the sun, and uh, Mary Margaret realizes she's been here before, in her vision. Oh no, it was a horrible vision, right Katie? Very horrible, very terrible. Thank you for your enthusiasm. It is the yeah. vision where <laughs> Emma, baby Emma, or not baby Emma, but teen Emma, preteen Emma, tween Emma, pulls out Mary Margaret's heart and crushes it, as all tweens want to do to their parents. Right Ava? Oh yeah. Ava. Ava says yes. Ava says yes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, they're about to put the um, the dagger into the... We still don't even know what we're going to call it. but And then Lancelot's like, no, maybe I should do it. And then M and then Mary Margaret's like, oh no, should I not trust Lancelot? Why does he want to do it? And then bam, psychopath Arthur comes out foaming at the mouth <laughs> with a sword. And, uh, you know, he's like, I need the dagger. And so then uh, she gives him the dagger because obviously she doesn't want to get killed. And um, she he, Arthur commands Emma to come to him. Dark one, come now so I can kill you and then he basically like does what every stupid villain does and like gives them all the all his plans you know i'm going to command the dark one here i'm going to command the dark one to put excalibur back with uh, the dark one's dagger and then i'm going to command the dark one to free merlin and then once merlin's freed i'm gonna kill merlin and i'm like why are you telling all these people everything but anyway he does it anyway because he's one of those villains that twirls the mustachio and that kind of thing but bam <laughs> he has been fooled by Mary Margaret because the dagger that uh, she gave him is a fake and of course David was in on the plan all along pulling out his sword right behind Arthur and uh, the the trio uh, of uh, Lancelot Arthur and uh, Snow no sorry Lancelot Charming and Snow have Arthur with swords and stuff and, uh, you know, they take him to Granny's Diner and basically like, oh, we're going to tell everybody everything and uh, you're no longer going to be king and nanny nanny boo boo, stick your head in poo poo. And then, <laughs> but obviously Arthur is cool, calm and collected because he has a plan and basically Granny's Diner is surrounded and Guinevere pops out from the kitchen like, 
I was making meatloaf, bitches, and I'm here to serve you some. And uh, they don't know that Guinevere's still under the spell, but Guinevere pops up, and she's like, I don't care about Lancelot. I never loved you. I never liked you. Let me make out with Arthur right here just to prove it. And so she makes out with Arthur. And then um, she uh, pulls out the... Uh, enchanted sand of avalon from her bosom and uh well no right before she pulls it out her bosom they um (laughs) thank you ash and then um i got you back yes that was good and so before she does that though uh, lancelot is escorted away and sent to uh the um what do you call it he gets imprisoned and he's he's escorted away by the guards and so then guinevere pulls the vial of the Enchanted Sand of Avalon from her bosom, and she blows it into David and Mary Margaret. And uh, so obviously... I have a legit question. They're going... I have a legit question about it. Okay, we'll talk about it in just a moment. And so obviously they're going to do all sorry. his bidding. And then we see Lancelot, and he's in jail, and he's welcomed by his fellow cellmate, Merida. And basically she's like, any enemy of Arthur is a friend of mine. So I can't wait for their adventure. But with the Charmings under Arthur's powers. They go over to Regina and deceive her with basically Mary Margaret saying that making Excalibur whole is the best chance to help Emma. And uh, meanwhile, while all this crap is going on, we have a little story with Henry. He brings <laughs> Emma to the stables and uh, so that she can relax. And he sees his little uh, crush Violet with the puppy love. And they go and uh, ride horses. And then Emma and... Um, hook end up going through the forest with a horse and they end up riding a horse and they end up in a field of uh, middle mist which is basically like a pink rose and they end up basically hook is like do you still see the manifestation of rumple she's like no and he's like that's because you put all your burdens on me and you trust me and you love me and now kiss me and so they kiss and then the camera and the cinematography and the yada yada and it's fantastic so what did we think of what happened in sort of present day ish camelot uh you know were you guys happy for the charmings like basically having a plan that almost worked and then bam all of a sudden it didn't work what did you guys think of the enchanted sand being used Uh, and are we all very happy that lancelot was not given the sand and are they stupid for not giving the sand to lancelot yes (laughs) yes they are the answer to everything is yes says katie you can go ask. Sorry, I just had to say yes, they were stupid for doing that. <laughs> I just want to say how fantastic it was to see a reminder of what this series was built on, and that was the chemistry between Charming and Snow. That we got yes. another adventure, something like when they were 10 years ago, what it was like for them. And they still got it. They have it. Yeah, they still got it. Yes, and they—it's a pity that, you know, they need a special charming and snow episode to to show that this thing still exists. It's still here. Um, they, yeah, I think I'm I'm very happy with the fact that snow and charming are finally back to the forefront. I missed them last season, and I hope that the writers continue to include them. In this capacity, in the the future episodes, I like Snow and Charming. That said, 
Oh, no. How many vials? How many vials of that dust of the Avalon thing did they get from Rumpelstiltskin? Because I recall only one bottle, and there well, was, it like, was very full. They didn't use all of it for every. Like he didn't use all of it to change Camelot, to change Guinevere, that kind of stuff. And she, I think she used the last of it on Snarming and Snarming and Show. Yeah, Charming and Snow. Or Snarming and Show. <laughs> Snarming. <laughs> Because yeah, I saw okay. the bottle, I think I saw the bottle was empty after she used it. Like that was my, my point of view. I need to go back and really like do a close up of that. But to me, it looked empty after she blew it on them. I don't know. I was just I was I kept wondering throughout the the final moments of the episode, how many of these vials do they have? She, I mean, he, yeah. Uh, Arthur used it on used it on Guinevere. Then they use it together to rebuild the entire kingdom, and now she still has A little has dust goes left. a long way. A little yeah, bit of dirt. Exactly. <laughs> and now, yeah, now Snow and Charming got dusted. They got dusted, <laughs> yes. Can I just say, though, after a season of Sleeping Curses, where it seemed like the only magic that anybody knew how to use was a Sleeping Curse, it's nice that they're adding different types of magical potions, elixirs, uh, sand, that kind of thing. Because for a while there, it was always the sleeping curse. The sleeping curse. The sleeping curse. Everybody was getting pricked and uh, going into the, the netherworld or whatever the hell it was called. So it's nice that they're using different forms of magic. So I give them props on creating this enchanted sand of Avalon. As opposed to like, you know, you know, bringing back like the the shards of glass or something from the snow queen or something hey guys do you think that this uh nod to avalon means something i mean do we have uh, our next destination maybe uh, well that's part hmm. of the arthurian thing so I'm, I'm guessing it just sort of fits with that but i still think oh, the, yeah? next, the next the uh, next Location is hell, the underworld. Yeah, yeah. it is. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but yeah, Avalon is definitely part of the uh, the Arthurian yes. legend. There. I didn't remember it because when I was a kid, I was watching this show, this TV kids show in Avalon. It took place in Avalon, and it was a com- with completely different characters. So I didn't make <sighs> the com- yeah. It was like with three prince, uh, three warrior girls, and everything. It was nothing about King Arthur. <laughs> so, oh, yeah. so that's funny. I looked yeah. it up, and it said that it's the place where Excalibur was created. Okay, oh, there you go. Okay, there that's we have it then. Yeah. Good to know. Definitely. So, okay, Lancelot is uh, imprisoned, and Merida apparently was as well. We still don't know why. But what do we think of them together? Are they going to break out and wreak havoc? Yeah, absolutely. Remember, Merida said that she was going to find the people who... What, killed... They They took her brothers and killed her. Killed somebody. I think they just... uh, They just took her brothers. I I don't think they killed them. Something about her father. Her father was dead, Her dad passed away, yeah. That's what she said. Then that's what it was. Then maybe Arthur's the one that took the brothers. And she went to go confront him and he imprisoned her. 
Because this much. is after the Dark One came to Camelot. Because yes. she met Merida before. And Merida yeah. said she was going to do that. Yeah. I agree. So. Maybe. But yeah, that's interesting. So, I guess... We need to talk about the Captain Swan moment. <gasps> oh. What did we think of them making out in a field of uh, basically pink roses? Can I go first, right. please? Why are oh, you going to no. vomit? We don't want to hear your opinion. No, I, no listen, <laughs> listen. I actually witnessed that scene live. Oh yes, my. Are you kidding me? I am not We're kidding. We're so lucky. Yeah, I was standing there. I was like, oh shit, they're kissing. And I was one of the few people who got like their picture. I was like, um, Kitty's gonna die. Did you post it? No. So if you yeah, don't post it, there's it. no proof. I. You want to see it? Oh, hold on. I'll show you. Did actually. Sounds did. good. Did you run into the field and start making out with Hook? No. Oh, no, Daddy, you a fantastic kisser. If it was Robert Carlyle, she probably would have. Oh, <laughs> no questions asked. <laughs> no, okay, or Merlin. So did, did oh. She likes Merlin too now. Oh. I do. Yeah, he is. He's pretty attractive. Um, the pretty people say, of Camelot. Sarah, the leaf lady, posted that she actually gave some of the roses um, from that whole rose garden or whatever thing to people who were watching filming. Were you there for did that? Did you get a rose, Ava? I did, and I lost it. <gasps> Lies! I am serious. Did, did you, you touch the leaf lady? She- I did. I took a selfie with her. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Everything happened. That's how I was like, can I talk about this? Nice. It was awesome. It was a really magical moment because actually watching it being filmed and then watching it um, <clears throat> on my TV screen, it was like, wow, this is what the end result is, which was awesome. Aw. So obviously you were there when they filmed this episode. Did you see anything else being filmed? I saw the episode, the part where the kids were being filmed. I saw the part you where... You're like, who, who are these brats? Yeah, I was like, ugh, please. <laughs> I saw the part, um, uh, Guinevere's, uh, birthday party. Uh, oh, that horrible party. Yeah. <laughs> basically, basically, I think most of the outside, outdoors, but... Awesome. Yeah. Did you meet any of it. the cast? I know that you had mentioned before that Guinevere is nice. Did you meet Lancelot or Arthur? I, I did meet Lancelot. Um, I, uh, Arthur came over, but I didn't get a chance to take a picture. Um, Colin as well came over. I didn't get a chance to take a picture. <gasps> I wasn't I wasn't really mad or anything, but it would have been nice to find out a picture with him. But Colin yeah. was so sweet and nice. He was in his uh, red vest. I was like, holy shit, you are real? Oh, God. Are they all really tall? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Because I don't think we can Love really it. tell who's tall in this cast. So are they no. all tall people? No, they're not. Not really. Colin is uh, is not that tall. Yeah, yeah I've met, I've... I've met uh, Sean and Lana and Emily... And Rebecca, yeah. I met them uh, in Paris last year. Uh, Yeah, they're fantastic guys. 
I think oh. Rebecca. Rebecca is tall, but I mean I'm taller than everybody practically. Yeah. <laughs> and Peruta's yeah, like five two. Uh, Sean and I are practically the same height, like five ten maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah, and everybody else. Uh, the, the, the girls were all in heels, and Emily was still very, very petite. Um, yeah, because yeah. that scene with Lancelot and Snow, I mean, he was towering yeah. over her. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I think like, the tallest person in the cast, in the regular cast at least, is Josh. Yeah. yeah. Which is funny, because I don't know if I perceive him as... On the show, at least, being the tallest, which is really funny. <laughs> yeah, I'm the same. I don't see him being the tallest. I feel like, like to me personally, like Lancelot seems like he's the tallest right now. Well, right oh now, yeah, yeah. I meant, I meant from yes. the regular cast. Yeah. Yeah, he. I'm pretty sure the guy who plays Lancelot has got to be super tall. Yeah, Josh like, Dallas. I just everybody. looked up is six one, and uh, Cinqua Walls, who plays Lancelot, is six three. Oh, <laughs> well, there you go. Wow. <laughs> that's that's high. That's tall. How is the weather up there? I'd like to ask. <laughs> yeah, Did boy. you ask Ava? Huh? huh? The weather was absolutely amazing. <laughs> 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 oh, Ava. This is why we enjoy you. Okay, so let's rush into the very short present-day storybook. So in storybook, in the final scene of the episode, Emma still has a pink rose, the one that the leaf lady gave her. (laughs) 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 It's called Middle Mist, and it's from Hook. And uh, Gold, however, he's locked up, and he says that he can't, he's not ready to be a hero. I cannot be a hero. You're wasting your time. Let me free, please. And uh, I, I know what it's like to be the dark one. I know the darkness. Let me go. Emma, not convinced. She tells Gold that she's going to turn him into a hero with a little time. Basically, he's like a dull blade. She's going to sharpen him. And it turns out that Emma has another person working for her as her minion. It's revealed to be Merida, who she's got tied up in on like the the hood of her car. And uh, she rips her heart out. And she's like, I, I want you to help me. I need you to make someone <gasps> dun, 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 brave. Oh, that name drop, though. Yeah. Amazing. Synergy. They're so subtle. Like, Synergy at its finest. I, I really <laughs> like how they incorporated Merida in this whole story right now. I mean, I didn't know how the hell she would come to Storybrooke, and I like that this is the way I, that she's going to be tra- training Rumpelstiltskin to be brave. <laughs> yes, she's the bravest one they know. So, what did we think of this little glimpse of what was going on in Storybrooke? It was awesome! <laughs> <laughs> it was, wasn't it the best part of your episode, Pimenta? Come on, you have to say yes. Come on, go, go, go. Uh, yes, I agree. The final... Yeah. From the moment that Charming appeared and their ruse with Snow was, you know, made obvious to, to Arthur and the rest of the Camelotians. <laughs> Uh, till the very end, that was the best part of the episode. That was yeah. it. That was when I, 
That was when I woke up. <laughs> but I'm also a bit disappointed because Rumpelstiltskin spent hundreds of years as Dark One. He learned so much, like how to sword fight, how to do magic. He thought people had to do magic. And then in the end, he's not the Dark One and he doesn't know shit. It's like, um, yeah, that's what insane. happened to that character? So, yeah, I mean, yeah. Like, what the fuck? No, uh, what the fuck show? <laughs> he needs to, like, you know, understand the universe again after being in a, you know, weird coma he forever. To, he needs to <laughs> say what he wants to say and let the words fall out. Oh my gosh. Honestly, <laughs> I want to see him be brave. <laughs> I'm done with you. We are done. <laughs> That's all he's got to do. And then he's got to okay, do the dance from the music video, and then he's brave. That's the theme song of next week's episode, okay? It really is. <laughs> I can well, see them playing it while they do the montage of Meredith showing him how to sword fight. <laughs> hey, 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 that was cute and sad. It's a, it's a, you know, it makes sense in a way when you think about how Rumpelstiltskin was before he became the Dark One. He was supposedly a coward so they want but to he's take not that... the coward you know what i mean i, I mean, he know is... i know you, they can't say that his entire it's change just so of behavior stupid, was based... yes they can't mm. say that his entire change of behavior was based on him being the dark one i just this is not how this is supposed to be because no. <laughs> he spent he spent like 200 years being the dark one he must have gotten something at least he was she he was supposed to learn to know how to sword fight now exactly yes. right and didn't he there. didn't he heal himself like his leg why is it broken again why is he limping again like i don't get it so does that mean that if well, if bell steps out she's gonna get the I think he did heal himself. No, because remember, whenever he was no mm -hmm. longer Dark One, he would always have the limp. Remember when he left? No, no, that was left... because he was outside Storybrook. Because, because there was, was no magic. And Correct, yeah, and he no longer magic. has the magic. But Storybrook but has he's... magic. Yeah, he is in Storybrook. But he doesn't have magic anymore because he doesn't have the darkness in him. He never had magic until he became the Dark One. Yeah, so yeah, now he's the lucky. pimp with the limp. <laughs> I, well, we, we we will not find the right answer to this. I'm sure of that. <laughs> we will not. True, true, true. Yeah, I agree with with Eva on this because I think that the way, the reason why he was not limping all this time was because he was in Storybrook and there was magic in Storybrook, so he his limp could be handled. Now. Uh, when he was outside Storybook, he still was the Dark One, but he didn't have any control of his limp. So, I don't know. I can't say. <laughs> I think it's like saying that Grumpy can't just make himself reappear and disappear. Grumpy doesn't have magic, and now Rumpel doesn't have magic. He can't... That leg was fixed using dark magic, and now that magic was ripped from him as darkness. Oh, okay. Okay, I get it. Dark magic makes sense. Okay. Yes. Yeah, because if it was different I... magic, it would may it would have been like, okay, I mean, he didn't use the dark magic. It would have been different. Okay. But that, does this mean that he was, you know, constantly magicking his leg to be function functional? Yeah, we're going to get our yeah. we're going to get a headache about this. <laughs> 
I agree. So before we have any headaches, <laughs> any final thoughts on the episode as a whole before we move into spoilers? Uh, well... Okay, go ahead, go ahead, yeah. Okay, um, I didn't get to talk a little bit about the present day stuff, um, so I just wanted to mention that I really loved that scene in the stables with Henry and Emma and Hook, um... Where it was kind of like two different sides of a coin. You've got the feels. Like, <laughs> it was really funny. You've got like two different sides of a coin. You've got Emma, who's like the protective mother bear there, and then you had um, Hook, who was like super into it. And he's like, you know, I can make so many jokes about this, and I can have fun with this. So it was such a cute scene. It was probably my favorite scene, almost. Almost my favorite scene besides for the, you know, the kiss, the Captain Swan. Oh my lord. Amazing scene. <laughs> stop, stop, <laughs> stop. Scene this whole episode. You don't like when so- the Charmings got dust blown in their face. <laughs> <laughs> that pissed me off, but, um. My favorite yeah, line of Emma's was, he lied to the dark one. I know, that was really funny. <laughs> it was, it was... It was a clever scene. I loved the dialogue in that scene, to be honest. Um, Colin O'Donnell, whose face. Yes, his faces were amazing. It was played so well. Um, but also, yeah, shout shout out to Colin O'Donoghue because his face in that scene was indeed hilarious. <laughs> shout out so- to Colin O'Donoghue in general. I know. Oh, damn. <laughs> hey. oh my. <laughs> <laughs> Poppy's just there like, okay, girls, calm down. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> um, uh, no, I was going to say, it was kind of an interesting parallel. Um, I think a lot of people brought it up, but um, kind of, it's fun to see with Regina's first love, Daniel, they always met in the stables. And so it's kind of funny to oh, see. God. Oh, yeah, the stables are back. <laughs> stables get a lot of action. Apparently. You know what happens to the stable I, <laughs> Right? So I'm really worried. Oh, what no, if Violet is not die. real? <gasps> she's just a segment of an imagination. Yes. <gasps> oh. <gasps> oh no. <laughs> no, oh. I don't think so. But I'm sensing that somebody's going to get her their heart crushed. I know, and I'm terrified. Maybe you were right, Poppy, this whole time about I her was, getting I heart w- crushed. I always am right. No, Wait, yes. whose heart being crushed? I predicted Violet. that Violet's heart Violet. will get crushed by the Dark Swan. Yes, and uh, if this will be the perfect... I have another parallel. prediction. Can I say it? No. Yes, you may. <laughs> okay, I feel like it's Lancelot. Oh, I hope not. I, I feel like he's such a good character. We can't lose Lancelot. He must die to protect Camelot. To protect it the Coven. <laughs> the Coven. Katie, this is kind of venturing into spoilers, but have we seen Lancelot in present-day Storybrooke? Nope. Um, no. <laughs> no. Oh, no. That makes so. me sad. I'm concerned. He didn't. Okay, he didn't survive the whole Cora thing to just come back and die. <laughs> Dude, that's what the writers do. And we haven't that's seen Merlin in present day Storybook either, right? Yes, but uh, we don't know what Emma did. Okay, I have a theory about why Merlin's not there. He's okay. a tree. 
Well, do you, is it possible for Merlin to have cast the curse? Has Emma actually said that she cast it? No. no. She's, she's tried to make it seem as if it's a curse, though. Like, But I don't has, even know if I'd believe her, because she's the Dark Swan. Whoever well, trapped Merlin, maybe they're the one that cast it, because whoever walks out of Storybrooke gets the same fate as Merlin. Yeah. Oh shit! Yes, it's Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting excited here. <laughs> and I think I he needed the heart of the loyalist person, like Pan did. Yeah. So Felix. who would it be? Huh? Huh? Lancelot is dead. No. Oh, that makes me no. sad because this show has a horrible history of killing off characters. But look of at Balefire. <laughs> exactly. Look at they. Yeah. That character should have lived. Like, oh. yeah. it's important. It was important. I mean, uh, Captain Swan, you know, but Balefire was sad. It was really sad. No, that I think that if I don't get me started with Neil, please. No, <laughs> I feel that, like not our good. He died. In my opinion, he died so that Captain Swan could happen without oh, any shit! heart. Yeah, I think the that's is dropped. I believe that's that too. That's okay. I'm totally fine with that. So yeah, me too. Yeah. yeah. I, I, and and I, I don't here's the thing. I liked Young Balefire. I hated Neil. No, <laughs> Neil. Was I hated awesome. Young Balefire. I loved Neil. Well, Neil was awesome. That's why I like you, Ash. Opposites attract. I'm good oh, safe. <laughs> yes. So let's talk about the parallel with, we mentioned before between uh, Henry and Violet and Regina and Daniel. Because I think this is. Uh, they. I think Emma is going to pull a Cora on Violet. I know. <laughs> or, yes. or at least she's going to at least try. Well, didn't we hear that that's what's going to happen? I mean, yes, Poppy, you were right. This is getting a bit spoilery, but Adam and Eddie did say uh, that... Well, they said it would end in heartbreak. End in heartbreak. Yeah, yeah, Henry, she is going to use Henry and Rumpel the most. That's what they said. And didn't yes, he and say I that think Henry's story I... would break our heart? Yes, yeah. that's what they said. Yep. Yes, oh, and I think that uh, I think that this is going to be leading us into a very new level of understanding between Henry and Regina because if this happens then oh my god oh my god yeah yeah oh my god I can't I mean, wait can you see that right now can you see Henry turning evil afterwards and casting curses and taking advantage of his author powers I doubt it because yeah. he broke the pen so you have to you make can't. a new one well you never know this is Adam and Eddie's show and they just made the dark one Unable to sword fight because he doesn't have the darkness inside him anymore. Oh my so god. I'll so maybe Henry stabs uh, Emma with the dagger and then kills her and then he becomes the dark one for next season. <laughs> That's Could a be. plot twist. Exactly. Question. Yes. Since we're talking about dark one, um, the scene with Lancelot and Guinevere, um, <clears throat> how the, is that the dark one being around... Lancelot, because if it that is, was like, that's like the the essence of the Dark One. That's the thing that sucked yes, up Emma. Look like, yeah, I think it's there to protect. Isn't it something? But isn't that thing the Dark One? Like it it's gets the darkness. That's what I thought. It's the darkness. 
Well, she has a point yeah. because the darkness still is confused. supposed to be inside Rumpel. Inside right? of Rumpel's skin, yeah. Maybe he can pop it out like the smoke monster. <laughs> All right, take a break, bitch. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, can I add one more thing, please? Yes. And we got some love. Yeah. So Snow and Charming got dusted, and they came back. And there's this moment in which they say, "Yes." <laughs> they tell Regina and Robin, "Yes, we can trust Arthur. Let's go on with uh, our plan. Let's give him the dagger and everything." And there's this moment in which Robin and Regina look at each other and they're like, "What the hell are they talking about? Who are these people?" great line. Regina's line. She's my for this episode for that line. Exactly. Those two can outlive a cockroach, and then I I get empty when I don't know who to hate. <laughs> she's she's in the episode for two minutes and steals the freaking show. Exactly. I mean, <laughs> writers, hello. Just I know, right? Don't, don't don't ever ever leave an episode with just one minute of Regina again. Just please <laughs> don't do that. Enough. <laughs> <laughs> that and then in regards to the Captain Swan kiss, guys, as as hot as it was, why Twilight? Why? <laughs> why? I've never I mean, seen I just, it. So I, don't I don't think that was Twilight. Twilight. <laughs> it was so Twilight. Badly. Come on. It was I the exact have... same. It was the exact same cinematography. Even the camera made the camera made the same fucking movement. I I wanted to skin myself afterwards. I was like, no. Oh my lord. <laughs> this is so funny. Oh my god. I did not expect <laughs> that. Well, before has, like, before we start skinning ourselves, uh, <laughs> and before we get into spoilers, Katie, would you like to discuss for thirty seconds the reusage of costumes? Reusage of costumes because <laughs> yes, yes. Okay, so Guinevere obviously is borrowing <laughs> outfits from everybody. Um, so in the episode with Rapunzel, I think that was in season three. Um, uh, Guinevere is wearing the outfit that Rapunzel had on in the scene where. They're at the party. And the scene where they're Lancelot and Guinevere are on their little adventure thing, whatever. Um, she is wearing the outfit that Jack from, I don't even remember what episode this is, but it's season two. When, it's season two, yeah, okay. No wonder I haven't seen it a second time. Um, <laughs> it's is when that was charming with naughty charming right that wasn't yeah. that isn't like the charming we <laughs> naughty <know>. charming <laughs> naughty charming twin charming uh evil twin charming and jack which was the gender bent um jack and the beanstalk yes. character um went on an adventure she was wearing her maybe clothes that's too. like typical adventure bustier yeah, thing yeah. exactly i'm okay exactly. with it yeah, I, I don't care theater like, I come from a very, like, um, I understand reuses of costumes to save money. And if it saves exactly. money and their budget is okay for next season, that's perfectly okay with me because that means a season six. I honestly, like, I recognize the Jack outfit 
And it didn't bother me that bad because I think they added something to it or did something to it that was it a little was like different. It was like a scarf added or something, yeah. Yeah, yeah I didn't notice I didn't the Rapunzel one at all. I didn't notice they either of them, made... to be honest, until I saw Tumblr and then it ruined it. Oh, Tumblr. Tumblr ruins everything, <laughs> dude. It everything. really does, especially when Katie gets a billion asks. <laughs> so, Love people. Yes. Katie, can you lead us into spoilers? Yes, I can. It's time to get a little spoilery. Let's dive into some spoilers for upcoming episodes of Once Upon a Time. This is your official spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. So you can check out our official Facebook like page by visiting facebook.com forward slash Storybrooke Weekly Mirror and my site storybrookemirror.com to see as many spoilers, so many spoilers, all the spoilers you could ever want in your life um, for this show. So we do have some casting news to go over. Um... We discussed last time. <laughs> we discussed last time, I believe, that um, they were going to be casting a young Hook and his father um, for one of the episodes before the premiere, the mid-season premiere finale. Oh um, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. Well, the hundredth episode, basically. Um, and they did cast Hook's father. They cast Adam Crosdell. Crosdell, who apparently was a star in EastEnders, which I never saw, but I've heard of it. It's a UK show. Okay. There you go. So he is going to be playing Hook's father, and he will first be appearing in the 11th episode, so the mid-season finale. Um, So there you go. He's been cast for there. Um, He's very popular on Twitter right now. He likes to reply to, like, everybody. Yeah, so that. I saw that. I, uh, all, the cup, all the Cup and Swan fans have lost their minds. Yeah. Yeah, man. He fights literally he, everybody. Yeah, and he actually, you know, he humors them. He responds to every every single one. He, he does. The cool I know what I'm going to be doing tonight. <laughs> right? <laughs> the cool thing about him, though, I think, which is really neat, um, besides making my phone explode with notifications um is he actually gives credits when people send art and stuff to him he actually gives credit to them which is really cool um because i know a lot of actors will recognize that there's art but they won't necessarily give credit know, to the artist give credit where i don't know like it's not like an intentionally malicious thing um but you know no, what no, i mean yeah um yeah, I so yeah so yeah, if you want to tweet him, he'll probably tweet you back. Um, but he did start filming today, I believe. So uh, we'll probably be getting uh, filming pics of him Ava, if they decide to film outside. Fly back there and uh, start taking pictures. Yeah. yeah, I will be there. I will be there next no. month. For real? Yeah. Take pictures and say hi to the leaf lady for us. I really, I really hope I get some filming going on because I will be there for practically ten days. When are you going? Well, we can talk after the show is over. I can tell yes. you. Yes. Yes. Yeah. There you go. Super cool. Um. <laughs> so speaking of the eleventh episode, the title did come out. It is titled Swan Song, and of course, it's written by Adam Horowitz and Eddie Kittis. Um. So that's I'm interesting. Scared. I'm scared. And the title for the 12th episode came out, too. 
Oh, well. Yes, it did. The title, guys. This is your official title. Somebody in our ask actually asked us if this was the actual title. Okay, and it is. I'm giving you confirmation. It is. It is titled. Get ready. I'm not giving you the title. Yet. Yet. I love Adam Horowitz's sense of humor. <laughs> it's the best. It's really funny. Uh, but yeah, so there's your title. It's kind of, I'm not going to have fun tagging that, you know, for every every spoiler that comes out for that episode. But hey. Um, so yeah, the 11th title, the mid-season finale, the 99th episode is swan song so that will lead into our next arc um for the next season i'm assuming it'll set it all up not the next season the next half of the season so that'll be super interesting um let's see what else came out um yes uh ew entertainment weekly i believe yes yes entertainment weekly does these little uh spoiler things um the hot seat is what they call it yeah yeah the hot seat interviews um where they basically give them question adam and eddie questions and they have to answer with yes no or can't say most of the time they say can't say or they go into a lot more detail than yes no yes or no um and when they say can't say it means yes yes just so you know that's basically what it means um (laughs) so i thought i'd go over some of the questions um there's a lot of questions i don't want to go through all of them but uh you can definitely go to their site at entertainment weekly or ew.com and find it it's fantastic there's a lot of great stuff in there um so kind of bouncing off of we were talking about casting the curse and who cast the curse um someone asked did emma cast the curse herself and they both said can't say so it either means yes or no coincidentally and it was merlin <laughs> right <laughs> it, i don't know uh, you better I be alive so. merlin <laughs> Uh, we're gonna see, I guess. Maybe he's doing, like, what, um, Zelina did, and he's hiding out and disguising himself. Because nobody knows what he looks like now. As Merida. (laughs) Clap, clap, clap. Yes. (laughs) Say what you want to say. Oh my gosh, here we go. (laughs) Katie, please go on. Yes, I'm trying to find... Um, okay, so someone asked, will we see who put the sword back in the stone? Um, Adam said, yes, we will. So there's confirmation on that. Um, will Arthur, this is really interesting. Will Arthur show any remorse for his actions? Adam said, yes, he will. Whatever. Which, dang, he's got a lot of remorse to show. A lot. So much. Um, (laughs) we'll see about that. Um, this one was funny. Someone asked, will baby Neil ever exhibit magic? So Eddie said, only if we get to season 10. I don't even think he's crawling yet. No. <laughs> so we're probably not going to see any of that with baby Neil. Um, apparently the dark swan, as she she's talked to Henry, Regina, Huck, and the dwarves in the 
um, Storybrooke timeline right now. She's talked to them so far. Um, someone asked if she will be talking to Snow and Charming soon, and they said that yes, she will. So we can look forward to that coming up. Um, will Hook being able to take a heart be revisited this season? Adam said yes, it will. Also, bouncing off of that, um, kind of talking about his father, someone asked if Hook's father is alive in present day. Adam, of course, said that they can't say. Um, Someone asked... I know. Too many parents the same age as their children on this show. Yeah, no. (laughs) (laughs) Will we get to see Hook's brother Liam again? Eddie said yes, we will. So there's confirmation on that. I'm assuming it's going to be in like a flashback that they were talking about with his father. So we'll or see. Or maybe he's a kid when when we get to see him. Like the way they cast, you know, young Hook. Maybe they will cast young Liam as well. Yeah, that's what I'm guessing. That's what mm. I'm definitely guessing. Um, also, they asked if somebody asked if the symbols on Hook's ring are a clue to his past. Eddie said, yes, they are, which I think there have been people online who have actually gotten close-ups or tried to um, blow up pictures of his rings, and I think they all have underworld connotations, Uh I believe. It's coming, y'all. I can't remember exactly what they are. (laughs) Yeah, so I'm like 99.9% certain we are getting Underworld arc next half of the season. 99.9. That's that's pretty big, Katie. All I know is I need Hades. And I need Hercules. (laughs) And the Big Bear Fury. We we do need the Big Boob Fury to make a cameo with uh, vials in her breasts and uh, the glittery toadstool pendant. But we also need Dr. Facilier from The Princess yes, and the Frog. Yes, that would be interesting. Katie's never seen That'd it, be... so she's just agreeing have, to be I've nice. I've never seen it. <gasps> I do know his character, so I have seen his character and scenes and stuff. I haven't seen the whole movie Homework together. for all of you. Yep, it is. Um. Okay, so going off another question. Someone asked if Will Regina and Henry do a mother and son operational team team up in their efforts to bring Emma back to herself? Eddie said, I think so. I think they're already in on it. Adam said, there's certainly mother-son action to come between Regina and Henry. And Yay. (laughs) And Eddie said, the question I would have asked is, is there any Emma-Henry team up? But no one asked that, so I won't answer. So I'm assuming we will kind of see both of those um, coming up. Um, this is interesting, and it kind of leads to the whole Violet thing. Um, someone asked if Emma will use love as a weapon on Henry. Eddie said, absolutely. So, uh, I'm really worried for Violet at this point. Bye, Violet. It's nice not really knowing you. (laughs) There she goes. Um, someone asked if we will see Henry use his author abilities before the season finale. Adam said that they can't say. So that means yes. Um, let's see. Will Regina's belief in Emma play a big part later on? Eddie said yes. Adam said absolutely. 
So I guess we'll kind of see more of that dynamic develop a little bit later on. Um, someone asked if we will ever see Robin Hood's backstory in the dark side that we've heard so much about. Eddie said the second half of the season, we will absolutely see that. Robin so, Hood is finally. from hell. Finally! Yes, Robin Hood I was born to- in hell. <laughs> oh, Lord. Terrifying. It was yes. about time. It was about time at last. Yeah. Someone got, like, to Robin. episode for him? Yeah, I mean, I, I really wonder if, you know, if uh, they'll ever show us not just his dark past, but where he, where is he coming from? Why is it Robin of Loxley? Was he, was he, um, uh, uh oh my god. Was he a nobleman? Was he, you know, if he, does he come from, from a royal background? What is it? I need to know. I need to know. I know, so let's hope that they delve more into his backstory. Because I think we've only had one of those, and I'd like Two. to see more, so... Yes, and Two. it was just, and it was partly, you know, it was more focused on Zelina than Robin. Yeah, so, like, that's true. Yeah. So yeah, we need more memorable backstories for him. Absolutely, sure. yeah. Um, let's see... Will oh, no, 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 that's not the one I wanted to do. <laughs> Someone asked, now that Gold has a white heart, any chance of having Henry and Rumpel's relationship develop? Eddie said, there's always a chance. Adam said, he's quite the grandpa. So I kind of, I want to see more of them. That would be interesting to see more. So I guess crossing my fingers for that. Um, Someone asked, could Gold be the new savior? Eddie said, can't say. Um, someone asked, will Rumple have any... What? Coffee, yes, coffee, yes. I said, hope not. I want oh, Regina yes. to be the savior. No offense to your precious gold. Ahem. <clears throat> Bye. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, heading into, uh, rough terrain for some of you guys. Will Rumple have any kind of magic? A- Adam said, no, he will not. Yay. So that kind of... It goes along with the whole, you know, he didn't have magic before he became the Dark One, so it's gone now that he's doesn't have the darkness in him anymore. He's a coward. Okay. <laughs> yeah, basically. No, he's a blank slate, remember? Merida's gonna make him brave. Say <laughs> what you yes, want yes. say. Oh, Lord, why did yeah, I say puppy, it? Talk. Oh my god. And let the words <laughs> oh fall god. out. <laughs> No. Okay. Um. So, uh. I think I only have a few more to go here. Let's see. Let's see. Let's see. <laughs> this is this one's really oh funny. You define the second half of the season as hell at NYCC. Does this mean you're introducing the underworld mythology? Adam said, "Can't say." <laughs> There's our answer. Oh yes. Okay. There's confirmation right there. <laughs> Just as long as we can see that ship. Rewind again that little tugboat. Right? What? Remember when the boat, when they defeated the Big Boot Fury and she span, spun away, and then the little rowboat that had the, the cloaked figure yeah. rewinded? <laughs> oh. Yes, they rewinded. Oh my god. Uh, uh, hashtag classic. That was yeah. awesome. Fantastic <laughs> CGI. <laughs> Great. Great job. (laughs) So, okay, there's like three more questions. 
Question number one. Will there be a wedding this season? Eddie said, can't say. Adam said, I mean, we'd love to say, but we can't. Question we number two. Know. Any <laughs> <laughs> any chance we'll see Barbara Hershey or Rose McGowan? McGowan? McGowan. It is. McGowan, it is McGowan. Okay. As Cora again this season, Adam said, again, we'd love to say, but we can't. Last question. Will there be more death this season? Eddie said, absolutely. People die. So Arthur, let's... Violet, yep, Lancelot, Merlin, Guinevere. Thanks for the list. <laughs> everybody. Just everybody. Entire Camelot. Okay. Granny. <laughs> so last... Okay, so that was the whole interview. That was kind of, you know, a lot of it. Um, so we're going to skip into some filming spoilers that happened this week. Yes. Apparently... I think this is for the 10th episode. Hook and Gold were filming a sword fight on the Jolly Roger. The most interesting part of that is that Hook was using a fully restored Excalibur, which, this is a major, major spoiler alert, had both his name and Emma Swan's name on the sword. I have a whole theory about this, and I've been waiting all episode to talk about it. Oh my. So Hook is now half of... Uh the dark one. He broke down the walls. I'm not happy about this. Just you know that, Happy Chulo? You know what? What? Say what you want to say. Are you kidding me right now? Are you serious right now? Are, really? Really? Give me your you theory. Wanna you want to go? Okay. So I want to rumble. Anyway, you know how Merlin was supposed to fulfill this prophecy that, wow, Arthur was supposed to fulfill this prophecy given to him by Merlin, and Arthur didn't fulfill it. Arthur didn't pull up his end of the deal. He isn't, he didn't fix the broken kingdom. He used the sand to fix it, quotation marks. Yes. And yes, I'm moving my fingers. I love it. Back and forth. (laughs) He didn't really do it, so he disappointed Merlin. That was his whole thing, that he wanted to prove himself to Merlin, and he didn't. So, Excalibur went back into the stone. We see that he doesn't have it anymore, and it's back there. And now we have the spoiler alert that now Killian has his name on the sword. Like, Killian, I see it as him having the chance to do what Arthur didn't and fix the Broken Kingdom... Because, um, and this stemmed from all of those Swan Queen people saying that now Swan Queen is endgame because of the symbolism of um, the two of them in the field that represented uh, mistrust and betrayal between Arthur and Guinevere. That, That was the flower that Arthur gave to Guinevere and Arthur just betrayed her and forced him to first forced her to love him and that it wasn't real and so all these swan people swan queen are saying do you know what swan queen means swan queen it's emma swan and regina yes okay because i'm confused as to how swan queen relates oh because swan queen people don't like captain swan people so okay well i like swan queen and i like captain swan oh Oh, yeah 
Just Stop, no ship wars on this show, please. No, I've got enough going on in my other hashtag, you know, fandom life. Hashtag Empedo. That's okay. the ship, yes. Yep. Okay, so no, what? Expl continue on with the symbolism. Continue on. But it could be the if Hook is supposed to be the one that has Excalibur later, then that's the symbolism of what Arthur and Guinevere could never do. That they will be the ones to save Camelot. So they're going to be the rulers of Camelot. There's exact so Emma oh. and Hook. Then? Emma what and Hook guys are Endgame. No, what what is going on? I mean, is this like <laughs> the, the 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 Emma and Hook show? Let me understand. Like, this. Right, like, like that's getting a bit like uh, you know what? I don't care. Uh, I'll shut up. I'll shut up because my bitterness. I'm confused, but I this means then it. maybe the Dark Swan thing does end this half of the season, which to me seems very rushed. No, I don't think so. But there's a good chance that they might be able to sniff the darkness out of Emma in the season in the mid season. So finale. she will be the and light one. I may, she will be back to being Emma. She will be the I'm light just one. Just thinking that maybe. All right, all right, have her be the light one. Yes. She gets to be everything lately anyway. So, yeah, maybe maybe the price of sniffing out the, the, the darkness out of her is for her to be trans, transported into the underworld. I don't know. Oh my so gosh, save Emma happens. from the maybe underworld. Like the Fury came to take the price. Of magic exactly. that was paid, yes. And Emma becomes Persephone. Hmm. The Bride of okay. Hades. I need to watch Hercules. Oh, God. She'll be the Bride yeah. of Hades. <laughs> oh, Lord. And so they have to venture no. into the underworld to rescue her. But first, they have to go to black and white steampunk Transylvania land <laughs> to gather some stuff uh, to head some, into some the like underworld. science stuff. Yes. I still yeah. need to see Black and White Steampunk Transylvania Land. Well, he's coming back, so we can hope. Oh, you know, there's there's possibility. Hope, hope. I love Black and White Steampunk Transylvania Land. <laughs> I know. It was, it was actually pretty cool. I thought it was interesting, so... I know, and we they still don't even know again. why there's no color. I know. Because Nobody there's knows. no magic. Exactly. Ah. Magic is everything. It's all science. Yes. <laughs> anyway, so yeah, I don't know. I think... I think... Okay. <laughs> somehow Katie's connects so to the underworld. Sorry, I'm getting back to theories. I thought... I don't know. I've seen so many theories. I think... Hook somehow connects to the underworld. Davy Jones. Yeah, I mean, his last name is Jones. What if his father's name's like David or something? Like, or Davy. David? Just Davy. No, we've had too yeah. many Davids. Davy. We already have too many Davids. No more Davids. Okay. No more. Davy. <laughs> it could just be Davy. There you go. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh,. So lots, lots of stuff going on, but everyone's pretty sure that um, the underworld is um, the next arc. So we will see what happens, but um, that's it for spoilers and theories and fun stuff like that. Um, 
ratings came out for uh, Sunday night's episode, and it stayed steady with last week's episode at a 1.6 in the demographics. And it slipped a little bit to 4.85 in the millions of viewers, which doesn't matter that much. Millions of viewers doesn't count, or networks don't look at that as much as they look at demographics. But so it's a great thing. It's because, they it's because Regina was only in the, on the final moment. No, that's not because of that. The, the <laughs> protests don't ever work. But it is, it is of note to say, and I'm not saying this to freak anybody out, because everybody freaks out of the ratings. It is the smallest total viewers that it ever has received in an episode yeah it's also the fifth season Mm -hmm. it's not just that i mean it's it's yeah but castle is in its eighth season and it gets more yeah i don't even know what castle is so (gasps) oh shit (laughs) oh no holy shit what happened (laughs) oh my god that's blasphemy girl you better Updated recognize the casket. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> Get yourself updated. Yeah, we need on to the show. we need to visit Ash and uh, bring some DVDs and uh, make some popcorn and, and watch. I feel like I just became a leper. Aww. You did. <laughs> no, all you did was you said what you wanted to say. And you- oh my I'm going to hang up on you right now. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, oh anyways. God. There you go. That's it. So And on Yay. that note <laughs> Join us next time for a brand new installment of Storybook Weekly Mirror. You can visit poppychuloradio.com slash archives to download this episode and many more. Registered users will gain access to our archives of previously aired broadcasts. Please like us on Facebook by visiting <laughs> facebook.com slash storybookweeklymirror. Also like Poppy Chulo Radio on Facebook by going to facebook.com slash poppychuloradio. You can email us with any questions, suggestions, comments, or concerns at contact at poppychuloradio.com. Co-host, can you please wish the listeners a good night? Good night, guys. Hey. Good night, everybody. Oh. See you next good week. Night. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific for a brand new installment of Storybrook Weekly Mirror. Good night, everyone.